talking about goals on um, the Motivated Woman podcast number 16 and day four of Napod Pomo. And that just got the blood pumping here. So had to wake up this morning. We are talking about goals. And the thing I want to talk about today with that is how to make goals, what to do about them. Um, some of those things that we all forget about. In the research I've done, um, the one article that I found that I liked the, the best, um, and there's multiple out there. So y- if you don't agree with these, just go look up goals and see what you can find for yourself. The person I found was an article by um, Ann Rusnak, R-U-S-N-A-K, and it's called The Secret to Making Goals Happen. And she starts off with facts about goals. Um, the number one fact she has here is success is most inevitable when the goal becomes an inner commitment. Researchers agree there is nothing more important than writing it down. Number two, she has writing specific objectives and reviewing them frequently will help you release the energy, creativity, and the drive to attain them. Number three, cites a Harvard Business School study that says they found 83% of the population does not have a clearly defined set of goals. 14% have goals, but they have not written them down. And a measly 3% of the population have goals that are written down. And her fourth point here is that the study concluded that 3% of the population that did have written goals were earning an astounding 10 times that of the 83% group. In addition, it says similar studies have shown that individuals with written goals also tend to have better health and happier marriages than those without goals. This is mainly a business slanted um, article but I think the, the specifics here, the basics of writing goals down are the same for anything. Um, 
She goes on to say that the power of the written goal is indisputable. Um, writing it down is the first step to any action. Um, she has, you can write them down anywhere. Um, you can do it on the palm of your hand, on a notebook, piece of paper, stick it on your to-do list on your iPhone or your computer, but write them down so you can visually see them. You're held accountable to them. The second step in, the, in writing down a goal is um, you need a deadline. Um, there are wishes without one. Um, deadlines can be flexible. Deadlines put your goal into the real world of working within time frames. And she goes on to say, what happens if you miss your target date? The fear of failure of not making that date is why many of us don't write the goals down in the first place. Missing a deadline is not a failure. You just underestimated the time frame required to accomplishment. Um, move your deadline into a more re realistic timetable for achieving your goal. Now here I'd have to insert that missing a deadline may not be a failure. Sometimes you need to go back and look at the goal. Is the goal a realistic goal to begin with? Maybe it's not the deadline, but you need to adapt the goal. So I think both of those kind of go hand in hand. Next she has, remember, 3% of us write our goals down. Even if you missed your deadline, having written a goal down, you've already done more than 97% of the rest of the population. She says, write your goals if they've already been achieved. This triggers an important process in the subconscious. The subconscious mind starts working towards the written goal. You don't have to keep thinking about them once you've written them. And writing your goals down does not replace working them. You still need goals, a goal action plan to make them a reality. And that's a simple act of writing your goals down virtually ensures that you will, <clears throat> excuse me, you will accomplish them if you follow these action steps. And she has 17 action steps here. Um, she has one change, and she has an acronym to those, to those letters. Challenge, hang in there, attitude, necessary, go for it, effort with enthusiasm. Number two is break your goals down into smaller steps. And she uses the acronym SMART. Small steps, manageable, achievable, realistic, and tangible. Number three is writing down your headline goals. Number four is assigning a date to each goal. Number five is check off each goal as you achieve it. Number six is reward yourself. Number seven is review, excuse me, review your goals weekly. Put them in your daily planner. Eight is share your goals with others. Nine is visualize, perceive, and believe in those goals. Ten is cultivate a support group. Eleven is make the commitment. 12 is build a solid foundation. 13 is ensure your attitude. 14 is a daily disciplined accountability. 15, change your vocabulary. Here I would insert just do it. And 16 is stay in shape. And 17 in capital letters is do it now, take action. What I'm going to do over the next um, few installments or episodes here of Motivated Women is I'm going to take I don't think I'm going to take each of those separately. I'm going to kind of put a couple of them together and how you do that and how you put that into a athletic training plan or how you can adjust that to any type of plan, be it educational or athletic or something going on around the house um, and get, see if we can give examples of, you know, how, how we need to change. Um, how, how do we need to... Um, reward ourselves. Uh, how, how do we make the commitment? And we'll see how I can come up with something. I don't want to spend the next, the rest of the month talking about goals, but maybe if we spend, um, 
four or five episodes and I may space them out and do stuff in between so that we don't get overloaded and overwhelmed with all of this because you know I look at this and my next thing that as I look at the goal is I've done the making the goals but now it's the revision of goals and I think there that's just as important but I I think that revising goals is a little different than the actual step of writing them down because you're looking at other factors. Um, that may just be me. Um, I'm open to comments there also. And then off to the second part of what I wanted to talk about today, which is water bottles and water packs. Um, I have found in our house that they don't hold up a whole lot. And as I researched what we were doing or not doing in this house, I found that um, we're doing a lot of things we probably shouldn't be doing. Um, number one is if you buy bottled water, um, the Dasani or you know the whatever name brand or off-brand bottled water you have is, you shouldn't be reusing those bottles. They're not meant to be reused. They're not meant to be put in the washer, dishwasher. Um, they're meant to be basically drink the water and recycle them. If you tend to reuse them, you are trapping bacteria inside and um, going to cause yourself some health problems in the end if you get sick that way. A coworker um, told me a story the other day that they had bought, you know, like 24, 48 pack of bottled water, stuck it in the car and took a trip down south. What he didn't know and found out the hard way was that that water is supposed to be kept at a certain temperature or lower, and it baked in a in the car on their drive south, and the whole family got sick. Even though they hadn't opened the water, that you need to look at storage conditions for your beverages. Um, for for whatever reason, they got they got sick from that, and I'd have to do a little more research to see why that is. Because I would think, in a unopened bottle that it would be okay. I would think if you've cracked the bottle once, put the cap back on it, and then let it sit, that would cause some problems. So we'll see. The um, stuff that I've been finding around our house with water bottles and sports bottles is that um, I'm not so much having trouble with the actual um, container. I'm having more of a, con a problem with the top. And whether that be the screw on top that just has a flip top and then you can drink out of the spout or the ones that are the, the pull up and you have the um, drink spout or the, the suck spout. It's very difficult to clean those. Sticking them in a dishwasher has, has not worked for them. They either um, pop out of the little um, container we have for silverware or I had this little basket from when the kids were little putting um, the bottle nipples and things like that and they get out they hit the um, heating element of the dishwasher and they've melted or they come out and they're caked with soap and, and gunk. Uh, what I have done is that those tops and stuff I soak I take a um, ice cream bucket fill it up with hot soapy water and I soak them for about an hour or so so that I get everything out and I rinse them in extremely hot water to do that. The other um, thing that we've done, and it's very dependent on what item you buy. Excuse me. I have another, um, it's a Camelback 32-ounce thing. And the, the mouthpiece is one of the, you bite, kind of like bite down and then suck on. You need to look at the manufacturer's 
um, suggestions. They say not to put it in the dishwasher. Um, you're going to be looking for stuff that actually comes apart so that it's easier to clean. Um, we've had a couple here that um, don't easily come apart or have really bitty small pieces that once you lose, you can't get back in there or they're not supposed to be taken out, and we think they are, and then they lose that um, non-spill-proof um, ability. Um, so with the Camelback, I bought it specifically in mind because it does come apart. The bite piece comes off so that you can soak and clean. Um, the straw that goes from the top into the um, actual bottle does come off so that you can take it apart, soak it, wash it out too. And the other, the other thing that I've done with the containers themselves is I've bought a two bottle brushes, two different sizes, a small one and a, and a larger one. They are only for cleaning out um, the water bottles here at the house. We can't use them for anything else so that we're keeping them um, cleaner. Um, food stuff isn't getting all over them. Uh, I've also gone to, we use, um, you know, between a dish rag or one of the um, covered sponges that has the whatever on it. I change those out about every two weeks so that they're not getting gross and, and yucky and, and harboring bacteria. So things to think about there with the care of your water bottle. Uh, when you look at hydration packs, same way. I don't have the hydration pack here. What I found um, looking at them online is, again, making sure that you have replacement pieces, that those pieces can come apart and following the care directions of that particular brand uh, and going from there. That would be it for day four of Napod Pomo. Uh, questions, concerns, Wanting to say hi, you can get a hold of me at the BadgerCast line at 262-649-8550. You can get a hold of me at um, the Motivated Women email, which is mwpjulie at gmail.com. You can leave um, an email for me also at my um, regular podcasting um, email, which is me at gmail.com. And you can find me on Facebook and at Twitter. Have a great day. Bye.